Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, here we are. It's one of those rare ones. It's a victory Monday, right? Yay, 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 yeah. <laughs> For everybody. Yay. The Giants finally beat the Philadelphia Eagles. You get a W. The New York Jets finally beat the New England Patriots. And you get a W. And I admit, it took about 11 minutes after the game ended for me to get off my high and say, oh, great, who the hell cares? (laughs) What I found confusing, and we'll get to the Giants, we'll get to the Jets, we'll go around the league. Joe Beningle will join us at 4 o'clock. What I found very confusing over the last, let's say, 18 hours are the three different messages we're getting about the New York Jets. And I, I, I find myself agreeing with one of the messages strongly and the other two I'm confused by. We'll start with the confusion. Number one, Robert Sala. Robert Sala's press conference yesterday after that win was almost like a victory lap. We finally beat the Patriots. We beat a bunch of playoff teams. We beat the Eagles. The franchise had never beaten the Eagles. We did so many great things. And I'm thinking to myself, really? So many great things? There's a lot of Jet fans who look at 2023 as one of the most unfulfilling seasons in the history of this franchise, and yet the head coach's attitude after the win was, yay, we accomplished a lot. Well, when things go as bad as they did for the New York Jets, really from the very beginning of the regular season, any wind, any wind you have to celebrate. And so I think what Robert Sala is doing is trying to take the obvious negativity and cover it up with all the positive things that happened. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a ton of positive things, but they did win three of their last five. Yes. Right? They did beat a playoff team. Yes. Who in the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they did win seven games again, so it's really kind of staying status quo from last season, but they did it in a less defeating way because last year when they lose six in a row, it's just kind of like, oh, this is gross going into the offseason. You won three of your last five. Yeah, great. Right? You got some pretty good talent on both sides of the football. They also lost seven out of the last ten. You Depends fi- on when you want to yeah. analyze it. You, you finally, and this is really the big, big one for me as a non-Jet fan who has to sit next to Jet fans all the damn time, you beat the, the 
Patriots yeah. in a driving crappy snowstorm yeah. up in New England. You feel look, you celebrate the wins when you can. You celebrate the positivity, and you know what? You know why he can do that? Because he's coming back next year. He is right. If there so, was still a, like a question mark hanging over his head, it wouldn't feel as jovial. So. Message number one was, we won, let's be happy. Here's message number two, and it comes from Garrett Wilson. And I think Garrett Wilson represents us. I think Garrett Wilson did a great job, and he wasn't trying to represent me or you or anybody listening. He was just being honest. Here's what Garrett Wilson took from 2023. I mean, what happened this season can't happen again. It's how I feel about it. And I don't, you know, I I can't say that. Kind of back to what Connor had asked me, you know, I got to stay in my lane. I don't know exactly how to answer that, to be fair, or to be honest. But um, it's got to be better. You know, we've, we've, we've got to make adjustments in the game. We've got to do things to, to counter what we're getting and, and, and be, able to, um, be able to put points on the board. Because, you know, we, we, the two years I've been here, and I mean, honestly, and um. All my, you know, it's been tough. It's been tough going, and uh, and football hasn't been this hard as far as offensive. And, and uh, when I watch it, you know, uh, on the sideline, it don't look that hard for the other team. So we got to figure out something to, you know, to um, to get it rolling, no matter who's no matter who's slinging it, man. And oh. I know that, you know, Aaron will be uh, offense in itself because that's just what he brings to the table. He's he's special, man, and. and I think, you know, I, I pray and I, um, you know, I just pray that everyone in the world gets to see that next year. That was what we all think. It doesn't matter who's slinging it. This needs to be better. He took shots at everybody, but they were fair. <laughs> and that, by the way, even after a win against New England, which I wanted, that's how most Jet fans feel about this season. Anger, disgust. And a feeling of we need to be better. It's the worst year of my life, though. That's Garrett Wilson. <laughs> and by the way, Garrett, I'm a little bit older than you now because I'm 40. I've experienced more Jet seasons than you. Guess what? I agree with you. That's the worst season of my life, too. So Garrett Wilson took an approach far different than the approach of Robert Sala. And now we have the third approach. And I have to admit, as someone that has studied Aaron Rodgers for a year straight. The Aaron Rodgersologist. That's right. I have a PhD in Rodgersology. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers said something today that I have to admit I'm confused by. I have no effing idea what he's talking about. Here's Aaron Rodgers on the things that need to change for next year. When you step in the building, there's intentionality with everything that you do. And it's not a half-the-time thing. It's not a sometimes thing. It's not a most-of-the-time thing. It's an every-time thing. If you want to be a winning organization and to put yourself in a position to win championships and be competitive, everything that you do matters. And the bull that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building. Okay. Sounds great in theory, mm. but what the hell is he talking about? Mm. What is he talking about, Teek? Well, I mean, the only thing that I can think of is the negativity around the quarterback. And that was really Zach, not necessarily him. The injuries, I don't think, can be anybody's fault. That just happens. Mm-hmm. Ineffectiveness of draft picks, that's just, that's not really, that's just a miss. That's just missing. Is that what he means, though? I, I don't think so. But I also kind of feel like he's talking about himself. That he's the BS right. that has nothing to do with winning? Think about all of the <laughs> things that we 
criticize around this team. It's what comes from his intimations or his Pat McAfee appearances or, you know, his facial expressions or what it always feels like it's coming from him. If, if there's things that we're talking about that aren't football related and it's, it's only Aaron Rodgers only, mm-hmm. it's not anybody else. We're not talking about this with sauce Gardner or Garrett Wilson, maybe I, I, not Quentin Williams, not Quincy Williams. None of it. None of it. Everything we talk about every other player is football related. The only person we talk to about non-football stuff is Aaron Rodgers. So is he talking about himself? I don't think so. But it, I don't know what else he could be talking about. That. That's, sending... that's the challenge of what he said. Because the first thing I, I thought when I heard his words were, he's talking about himself. Like, that's the BS in the in the, in the the I don't know, the machine over there. It's all of the distractions that he's brought. The BS is not us as fans being critical. The BS is not that. The BS is what? Like, the Jets won seven games this season. And as we sit here on January 8th and we compare it to our emotions on September 8th, there's no sugarcoating it. This was one of the worst seasons the franchise ever had. And by the way, the Giants didn't have a good year either. Because, yeah, a lot of things happen over the course of a season that change. Like, look what happened to the Mets this past year. All of a sudden, they're trading Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. That's irrelevant. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know, when the season started, the expectation was going to World Series. Yes. They did not. To the point where they weren't even in a pennant race. The New York Jets' expectations at the beginning of this season on September 8th was to compete for a Super Bowl. If I told you they were going 7-10, it doesn't matter how you get there. That season stinks. The New York Giants coming off a playoff year, the hope was, hey, get back to the postseason. No matter how you get to six wins, which I called, (laughs) it's six wins. So as we close out this season... I hear Robert Sala painting me optimism. Shut up. I don't need to hear it. I don't want to hear optimism. Which, by the way, he should be doing. You have to do that. As a head coach going into a new new year from now, 2024's football season, you can't just 
spew negativity. No, no, you're wrong. We though. suck at this. We suck oh, at this. On, we on. suck at this. We suck at this. You're... We suck at this. Suck it. Well, we're going to be good next year, though. You got to be optimistic. Well, okay, three. Th- we're going to get to each of these varying views that the Jets have. Aaron Rodgers, we got to cut out the BS. Garrett Wilson, this is the worst year of my life. And Robert Sala, I'm going to paint you a pretty picture. Here's why you're wrong about Robert Sala. He doesn't have to say we all suck, but he needs to be honest about what this season was. This season was a failure. Okay? Say it. But the last five games. Oh, stop with the last three five. Of their five what the games. Hell is the last and five they games did it mean? without a quarterback of any kind of competency. They did it with things falling apart around them. They did it with half the world the jet world calling for his head and everybody else's head associated with the organization, including the general manager and the owner. People want everybody gone, yet they still found a way to win three out of the last five games, including, and most importantly, the New England Patriots. So that stupid streak is over. Do they you have to hear about it again. Do you think winning three out of five games, two of which are against teams picking in the top three in the I NFL draft? You win you okay. win the games that are you play the schedule that's in front no, of you. No, I get that. And I usually feel that way. I'm just being I'm just scribing the three out of five wins. That's all <laughs> I'm doing. Because I tend to agree you got a beat who's in front of you. And the win against the Texans seemed like a great win. The Texans won their division. Do you think winning three out of the last five games is something that you can kind of use as momentum into a new season? Uh yes, I do. Really? I do. Because really? it, it feels good to win. It for look with the Jet or the Giants last yesterday. Yeah. Did the Eagles pull back after all those guys started getting hurt and Bobby O'Carrick runs right down uh, you know, uh Jalen hurts his throat and then just kind of hits his hand and it hurts his finger and it's like, dude, pull these guys out of the game. I, I loved the victory. And you heard it in Dave's voice after the game. I love the victory, too, but fight, you think that means anything fight, for next year? You, yes, because you fight and you fight and you fight. The only way to create culture is to win. It's the only way. You are not going to find a losing team, a team that wins two games. You're not going to go down to Carolina and say, wow, they, well, they have a good culture. They got a crap culture. And that's why they won two games mm-hmm. out, of, out of 17, right? You're not going to find good culture, lasting culture on a losing team. So winning is the most important thing. And I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how many you have. But when you finish strong, and not like strong in the sense that, oh, they're gonna, they don't have to do much in the next offseason, but they finished this year strong. They lost 7 out of 10. Be optimistic. You're phrasing they won 3 out of 5. I'm saying they lost 7 out of 10. When it mattered Which is true. down the stretch, they won the games. When it mattered. Right. When they were right. eliminated. Right. Well, they, look, they beat Houston. Houston yeah, but, won their division. But Tiki, Tiki, Robert Sala telling me on Sunday night, hey, we did this against the Eagles. We did that against the Patriots. Like, listing his resume as if 7-10 and 10 wasn't what 7-10 and 10 was. Garrett Wilson's right. It was the worst season of his life. And for many Jet fans, yeah, it but, was the worst season yeah, of our but also, life. But, so don't tell me it's sunny outside on, when there's a rainstorm. Let me flip to, to Garrett Wilson for a second. Garrett Wilson went to Ohio State. You know, other than not being able to beat Michigan over the last three years, Ohio State has been nothing but successful. Ryan Day, for a couple of years, was the greatest coach in college football. That's what Garrett Wilson came from. He was playing with guys that were set to be elite stars. Chris Olave and him are the top two receivers from that class, right? So he played with a ton of great players at Ohio State. So you come to the... National Football League, your rookie of the year a year ago. So obviously, even though despite went being seven and ten, it felt good. This year, it, your quarterback gets hurt in week one. 
Of course it's going to be a terrible year. It's the worst no, year of my life, though. There's no talent around him that's, on that, offensively. You know what, though? He that's, was frustrated by the offense. I mean, he's basically calling out Nate Hackett without saying Nate Hackett. Yeah, he's calling a lot of people out. No, but he, I mean, he was saying he, he was calling out the coordinator. Yeah. And it was obvious. Is there a problem with that? No. But you're in your second year, kid. There are a lot of up and downs in this in the National Football League. There are going to be a lot of seasons where you guys just suck for no reason. There could be could be some great seasons, but the NFL isn't guaranteed. Like you're not, we're we're supposed to be great. We're going to be. Great. It doesn't work like that. You got to go do it. Yeah, but you don't agree with what he said that things need to be better and things uh, should have uh, been better. Obviously, I mean that's the most obvious thing he could have. Anybody could have said. The coach isn't saying it though. The coach is being the optimist. The coach is being the 30,000-foot leader. I understand what Coach Sala is trying to do. He's trying to create the winning mindset. And you don't do that by talking about the negativity. You don't do it by talking about every little thing. That, oh, well, you know, Mekhi Becton sucked this year. We probably got to move on from him. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson was a terrible backup. Yep, that's totally on me because I didn't pull him. Right. Like, you don't talk about those things. You talk about the positive because it, it prepares you and starts to relay a foundation for the year to come. It's a, I, I, I get it. I get it on both sides. I get where Garrett Wilson's coming from. I get where Robert Sala's coming from. The only one I don't understand is Aaron Rodgers. Well, that we can agree on. Like, the one thing we can agree on is I'm more in Garrett Wilson's camp of being disgusted. And I admit, sitting there yesterday, I was rooting for my team to win. I said that on Friday, and I wanted to win. I don't care if it was a bad snowstorm. I don't care how bad Bailey Zappi is. I don't care if the entire broadcast was a tribute to Bill Belichick. I wanted to beat that team. And it took me about 11 minutes after the game was over mm-hmm. to basically remind myself that, yeah, I'm glad we won. It meant nothing. Like, really, it took 11 minutes. I have to be honest with you. It has nothing to do with draft picks. It has nothing to do with tanking. I want you to know that. It has to do with, okay, now what? Because I think our feeling as a sports fan is, yay, we won. Now what? And the now what is a long, dreary offseason. That's the now what? The now what is great. We won this team. 7-10, and 6-11. and 11. I can't say Tweedledee or Tweedledum. <laughs> Ronde or Tiki. <laughs> Whatever. And the first voice I hear is a guy telling me, I'm going to urinate on you and tell you it's raining. Well, we did this against the Eagles, and we did this against the Patriots. This was the worst season in the history of the New York Jets. Only based on the expectations. Well, that's a big part of it. But you knew that that was gone from the jump. The, the pro- I think half the problem with the Jet fan is that you didn't reassess your expectation immediately. As soon as Aaron Rodgers got, got hurt, you should have known. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to co-sign what Sean said after week one, which is you should tank now, right? I'm not going to co-sign that. But the the reassessment of the expectation needed to happen, and it didn't for a lot of people. And you still thought, oh, well, our defense is great. We're going to be amazing. We just, we just need Zach not to screw it up, right? That didn't. That that wasn't enough to win. Like the hope that it could, that it could work just wasn't. It. You needed to reassess, and a lot of people didn't. No. And, so, and so the disappointment continued, despite the fact that it was likely over that expectation from week one. That's, I mean, that's that's how I view the Jets. Even season. with the reassessment of Aaron being hurt, my expectations were they should be better than seven and ten. I said that on September twelfth, and they weren't. And so Robert Sala can give me all the accomplishments of two thousand twenty three. Here's what two thousand twenty three will be remembered as. For the Jet fan, 10, 20, 30 years from now, as a crappy season. 
as a disappointing season. Now, we hope it's a year that leads to something special in 2024, Mm -hmm. and that's a part of the story, but that's a part of the story we're not going to know about for a year. So Robert Sala's wrong for giving me optimism. Garrett Wilson's right for saying this is the worst year ever. Aaron Rodgers is just confusing me. Because as much as I've studied what this man thinks and says, he's talking about cutting out the BS. And I hate to admit I agree with you. And I agree with Sean because I already know his opinion before he opens his mouth. Which is, hey, what do you think of what Aaron Rodgers said when he said we got to cut down on the BS? What do you think he, like, what do you think he meant? <laughs> meant himself? Yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. Right. Because, by, the, by the way, there's a team in the NFL who followed exactly what Rodgers is saying this year. That's the Green Bay no, Packers. Don't, don't, don't bring them up to me. <laughs> who are back in the playoffs after cutting out the BS. Because when I think back to this season and I assess all the negativities and I ask, okay, well, what's the BS? Let me get to the bottom of this as a diehard fan who watched every snap, including to the bitter end on a snowy day in Foxborough. What's the BS? The only BS I can come up with is what you guys are coming up with. Mm-hmm. Was the fact that earlier today, when Aaron Rodgers was asked a simple question about, hey, that Jimmy Kimmel thing became a big deal, Ugh. would you like to address it? Aaron Rodgers' answer, which I think was a great answer, contributed to the BS. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on the show. <laughs> Tune in. Uh, how would you hear us anything now? I mean, <laughs> we're here right now. Can you just... Yeah, check me out tomorrow. Great line by Costello, by the way. It's back if mm-hmm. giving you a raise. So that's sort of BS. It's stuff that matters but doesn't matter. Yeah. If that's not what he's no, talking that really about. doesn't matter at all. That doesn't matter about anything. <laughs> that, that literally means nothing. Okay. Then what's the BS it's, we're it's talking his, about? It's in your, his opinion. <laughs> it means nothing. So what's the BS that we're talking about? I don't know. I, I don't know. Unless it's he thinks that there are leaks in the building. But I'm trying to think of what the leaks in the building were. Well, if we went back the last 18 weeks, the only thing that felt like it was drama off the football field was the idea of, does Zach Wilson want to quit or not? Right. That time. Right. And that was when he brought up the leaks in the in the building. That's Other than that, there's nothing else that happened this year outside of his appearances on McAfee <laughs> that were anything non-football related that felt like a distraction. Salah's clueless, Wilson's right, and Rodgers is confusing me. The three pillars of the New York Jets right now giving us very different views on this season, and that's why I got to hear what Woody has to say. Not that that'll make me feel better. I got to hear what Joe Douglas has to say. Not that I'll, that'll make me feel better. But we'll get your calls about this. We'll get into the Giants as well. Joe Shane and Brian Dable met the media earlier today and gave you a little bit of niblets, if you will, on what to expect this offseason. The latest on Saquon Barkley. So a lot of Giants, a lot of Jets. We'll get you ready for the postseason as well. And Joe Beningo will join us coming up at 4 o'clock. Plus, Tiki was in the middle of a big controversy on Sunday. We'll address that later as well. 877-337-6666. A lot of football today on this very sad day. We're done with the Jets and Giants. The long regular season, the nightmare of these seasons are over. And you can say that's a good thing. You don't have to watch them every Sunday. (laughs) But I'm sad because the start of a football season is the beginning of hope. And both of these franchises had major, major hope coming into this season. The Giants off a playoff year. The Jets with Aaron Rodgers. And we could talk all day about all the things that happened in between that none of us expected. The unexpected should be expected in the NFL. You know that going in. The bottom line is the New York Giants won six games. The New York Jets won seven games. These seasons completely stunk. Yeah. Now, I will give you an incredibly pathetic stat for the New York Jets, an incredibly amazing stat for the New York Jets. 
The pathetic stat is that the New York Jets are the first team in the history of the NFL for five consecutive seasons to be 28th or worse in points scored. Mm. No other team has ever done that. Their ineptitude on offense has bounded numerous administrations, numerous head coaches, and numerous general managers. Congratulations to Robert Sala. Congratulations to Nate Hackett on continuing this now proud tradition of not being able to score points. That's the pathetic stat, but I want to give you an impressive stat, Tiki. Garrett Wilson. Yep. Garrett Wilson, in his second year in the NFL, with a cavalcade of crap throwing <laughs> him the football, whether it's Zach Wilson or it's Timmy Boyle or it's Trevor Simeon, Garrett Wilson completed this year, only got in the end zone three times, which is not good, but had the second most receptions in the history of the franchise. Second most. Only Brandon Marshall's monster year of 2015 in which the New York Jets took one year to actually look, you know, good offensively over the last decade. But for Garrett Wilson to have 95 catches in his second year, a year removed from having 83 catches, Mm -hmm. to have 1,000 yards in back-to-back seasons, and to do that with this crap throwing him the football, I got to hand it to him. It's one of the most impressive first two years you'll ever see from a wide receiver. And so it just takes me back to his statement that we were dissecting in the first segment. Garrett Wilson might feel like this season was terrible. It was the worst year of his life. But that's because he's a great team player. Mm. And he's always played on great teams, at least in college he did. I don't even know what he did in high school, but I assume it was great. Because you don't end up at Ohio State unless you were great in high school. So I'm sure until he got to the NFL, all of his teams had success. And so having a, a bad team success season makes you feel bad. But individually, this was not the worst year of his life. It could no, be. No, Because he, he played great. That says a lot about him. That shows you he's not your typical diva wide receiver. He cares more about wins and losses, and this team didn't win enough. Mm-hmm. So when Garrett Wilson calls it the worst year of his life, and Robert Sala talks about all the great accomplishments, and Aaron Rodgers confuses us by saying we need to cut out the BS, and none of us know what the BS is, <laughs> we got three guys telling us three completely different things. Right. And all I know is I'm with Garrett Wilson who I trust more than I trust Robert Sala right now, who I trust more than I trust anybody outside of maybe Aaron Rodgers. But for Aaron Rodgers, he's got to go do something now. Let's get to your calls. And we'll get to the Giants coming up, including a conspiracy theory I have. And I think it's bounded in pretty good fact on what the New York Giants are trying to do right now. They're trying to do something very (laughs) underhanded. And I will lay it out to you coming up in a little bit. But right now, let's go to Mike in Crestkill, New Jersey. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, man. Um, I definitely agree with what Tiki was saying, that things should have been reassessed right after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And I have to say, you know, I know you're going to bash the Jets and everything like that, but they did beat Buffalo. They did beat the Eagles. They did beat the Giants. I mean, they beat the Texans. So? they And as far as I'm concerned, they also beat the Chiefs if um, – that girl wasn't there in the, in the stands. I think they would have they would have beat them too because those last two plays on that game, forget it. He there was holding on that play, yeah. and no, that other right. play there was there was issues so there Mike, too. So Mike, as far Mike, as Mike, concerned, Mike. they beat the Chiefs. So too. what does that what mean? Do what does that mean? The Jets had a good year. Is that what you're trying thanks, to tell us? Thanks, Mike. That's a good call. No, it's not a good call. What was good about that call? He 
brought up Taylor Swift. That's what he did. It <laughs> was makes, awesome. That's what makes it good. It was awesome. Uh, if Taylor Swift was not at the week four, October 1st game against the Kansas City Chiefs, then the Jets would have won. They would have been a play less inspired and would have lost to the but Zach Wilson. Probably the best game of his season. And he probably played great because she was there. Right. Of, his, of his season game. They would have won if she wasn't there. That's but, funny, actually. No, it, it annoys me. Because Why? Mike sounds like he's on Salah's payroll. Let's talk about okay. how great this season was. Okay. This season was me, horse bleep. Let me, let, me, let me give you a test. Okay. Are you better than the Dallas Cowboys? Who? Jets. Me? Jets. No, Jets. They're, they're not better. Than Are you better than the Kansas City Chiefs? No. I'm, I'm throwing out the New England Patriots because you guys, to that point, can't beat them. Yeah. Right. So you're better than Kansas City Chiefs. No. Are you better? Well, the Chargers, maybe. Um, I, they, I mean, yes. The rate an inspired Raiders team. Were you better? One point. It was, yes. a, it, was a, it was a one score loss. They should have beat both of those teams. Mm, yeah, not with the quarterback play. Are you better than the. And now, by the way, if they win both of those games, they're nine and eight. We're talking about something different right, right are now. You, are you better than the resurged, resurged Bills? No. Uh, no. Are no. you better than the Miami Dolphins? I think they're frauds and overrated. <laughs> Are you better than them? No, probably not. <laughs> exactly. That's two two losses. Atlanta, Are they better than the Falcons? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So the Falcons and the Chargers, I'll give you. Um, are you better than the Cleveland Browns? Is Joe Flacco now led explosive Cleveland Browns? The answer is no. So there's two teams out of the uh, – how many losses? Out of the ten losses. Ten. Ten teams out of the two losses – Ten losses you should have made. No, won. I completely disagree. Ten. New England counts. Ten. Vegas counts. The Chargers count. The Falcons and, and, count. I'm already up to four. I'm already up to like half their losses. Yeah, I gave you the Falcons and I gave you the Chargers. And then you stop right there. You didn't give me the Raiders and you didn't give me the Patriots. The Raiders are inspired under Antonio Pierce. And you I know can't what? give you that. As how about a, you win a game a against Giant? And how about you win a game against the division rival instead of getting blown out twice by the Miami Dolphins? <laughs> are you trying to tell me this was a good season? Is that I, what, no, is, I'm not saying it was a good season at all. That's but what I, Mike but, was trying but, to tell me, and you said he was a great phone call. No, it was a great phone call because he brought up Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it tickled me. It made I'm it, glad it, you were tickled. It, it made it fun for me. But look, they are they weren't better than most of the teams that they were losing to. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Now, maybe if Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback, they are, but you can't ignore like the, the ineptitude of the quarterback position this team faced for most of the season. I mean, it was bad. You got a couple yeah. of decent games in there from, you know, your backup. I'll put that in quotes. But, I mean, you deserve to I, lose those games. Listen, this is an election season. And as much <laughs> as we may not like it, you're going to have two choices. Now, maybe you can squeeze out a third or fourth choice if you're like me, who like to go independent or third party. But mm. most people are picking one of two choices. Nestor Cortez. We were given two choices. Garrett Wilson said, this season was the worst year of my life. And Robert Sala says, well, we accomplished a lot. I, I squeak my voice on purpose. What side are you on? Mm. To me, it's pretty obvious. I'm on. I'm on the side that Robert Sala has to be positive. Oh, stop! He has to be. He has to be. Like, what if he came in here and it was negative nilly, and we suck. I suck. Joe Douglas sucks. That's Nate what I said. Sucks. If all we suck, hell, even our owner sucks. He's not even around. But oh, that'd I mean, be amazing. He sucks too, <laughs> right? But you know, we all suck. Hey, right, uh, I'll see you guys in August. Like, what would you do? We well, suck at this. You, we suck at this. You framed it incorrectly. Here's what I would have done with this press conference yesterday. I would have said, hey, proud of the guys. We competed. We beat the Patriots. But here's what frustrates me. Here's what pisses me off mm. and should piss everyone in that locker room off. We needed to be better. How do you know he doesn't this, say that to that No, I'm saying publicly to all of us, instead of telling us, hey, we beat the Eagles. What an accomplishment. Hey, we finally beat the Patriots. What an accomplishment. 
Garrett Wilson called it like it is, and he's coming off a much better individual season than Robert Sala ever had. Let's go to Rich and Scranton. Hey, Rich. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, I got two big uh, questions. One is, when are we going to hear from Woody and Douglas? And uh, tell us how they're going to fix this next year. Um, I like to know if they're going to do it through the draft, if they're going to do it through free agency. What's your next step? Oh, it's, it's got to be both. I mean, yeah, the answer is both. And I don't think, much like Joe Shane earlier, and we'll get to him in a few minutes, they're going to telegraph their plan. Yeah. Like, they're not going to tell us specifically. The problem here's the question for Woody Johnson. I by, address, by the way, I don't think we're going to hear from Woody Johnson. I don't think we are either. We didn't hear from John Mara today. Mm-mm. Uh, the only question for Woody Johnson, and it's sort of the question that every owner's asked every year. And that is, hey, uh, Mr. Owner, if you guys don't win next year, is that acceptable? Or is this a win- they better win kind of year? Is there a playoff mandate kind of year? Because all of us, well, as Jet fans, are going to expect that in 2024. But i got to tell you, I think that goes without saying. So Robert Sala has a – you don't have to say this is a make-or-break year for Robert Sala. I'm, I'm a, I think he got a four-year contract, right? Most most of them are four-year contracts for the, for the coaches. A lot of them get three years, and if they don't make any improvements, Arthur Smith, you get fired. Arthur Smith is 7-10, three straight years, right? He got fired. Better record than Robert Sala. Right, but he got fired this morning. My point is, you get three years if you're sub-500. If you're mediocre or worse, you get three years, and then you're gone. There's no way Robert Sala's getting five years. I agree with you. Know what I mean? So it goes without saying that next year is a make-or-break season for Coach Sala. So you're right, and I think all rational brains agree with you. But there's something different about the owner saying it. You know what I mean? The owner coming out yeah. and putting a playoff mandate on 2024. But does that put pressure on, like, an un- unnecessary pressure? Is that the BS Aaron Rodgers is talking about? Is it? Right? I don't know. I'm just saying, if if, if Woody Johnson says. Robert Sala's got to win, otherwise he's gone. And now Robert Sala goes to Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is upset because his guy's been put on blast that brought him here to New York. And by extension, Nate Hackett is in this conversation as well. Like, does that become non-football stuff that becomes a distraction? Well, the problem you is with I mean? Aaron Rodgers' distraction comment is none of us actually know what the hell he means. That's true. So we're speculating because when he says the BS needs to be cut out, None of us, even me as an Aaron Rodgersologist who's taken many years of studying Aaron Rodgers, even I come up and say, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. Frank's in King's Point. What's up, Frank? What up, Frank? Happy New Year, guys. Uh, big fans. Thank you, Ben. Um, hey, quick question. I mean, you had said that, you know, Garrett Wilson's got to get used to having some, you know, bad years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not if Mike Tomlin's your coach. <laughs> so I mean, true. What That's so true. Guys. <laughs> This is why Evan wanted him. This is why a month ago Evan was imploring the Steelers to fire him before he had a chance to fix it and turn it around and win 10 games and make the damn playoffs. The problem I've run into is there have been two football stories we talked about in the last month and a half on how badness in certain cities could lead to goodness here in New York. One of which was, hey, the Steelers are collapsing. They just lost to the Patriots. They just lost this brutal game. Boy, if they ever fire Mike Tom and he's perfect for the Jets, then guess, like what happens? then guess what happens? The Steelers win enough games, including a must-win game on Saturday, and they're in the playoffs. 
The other one was, wow, the Bills are falling apart. If they fall apart, maybe they'll blow it up and trade Josh Allen. Well, what happens? The Bills get hot. They (laughs) win the AFC East. So the fantasies of Josh Allen to the Giants and Mike Tomlin (laughs) to the Jets never had a chance to marinate because both those franchises figured it out. And by the way, they're playing each other this weekend. All right, and they're too good. That's what it comes down to. Josh is too good and Mike is too good because he made a tough decision. Everybody's waiting for... You know the quarterback issue to like become a controversy. Mason Rudolph and um, uh, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett yeah. and like, well, maybe Kenny Pickett. He's healthy now. Put him back in there. Mike Tom is like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm good with Mason. We're gonna win. We're gonna ride him. It's all good. Colin is in Hawthorne, New Jersey. You're on the fan, Colin. Ah, uh, happy New Year, guys. Hey, What's uh, up? first of all, Evan, when you went to Disney, did you go to see the Hall of Presidents? I did. <laughs> I did. Yes, yeah, so I saw the Hall of Presidents. I had a great time. Yeah, nice. Also, on the, on the Jets, you know, uh, listen, it was kind of funny how when Adams intercepted it, they pushed him down, like, stay down, don't don't run, like uh, David said. But also, I, I want to put this out there. You know, yes, next year is playoffs or, or the King House, but what if there's a slow start and you're like one in four, one in five? How about we fire the coach then? You know, because like, what? I don't have faith they'll, they'll turn around. Well, I mean, I think it's easier said than done to fire a coach. Now, could the Jets do it? Yeah. And because Nate technically has head coaching experience and he's your play caller and you put him in that situation, but it's it's kind of hard to fire your coach and you know and you know what I mean. How unless often? you're just fully giving up? Yeah. Well, in baseball, I can give you a million examples mm-hmm. of firing a manager and sparking a team. There are so many examples of them. Right. Happened with the Phillies. Two but years in, ago. yeah, no doubt, that's the recent one. Going from Joe Girardi to Rob Thompson, they're mm-hmm. in the World Series. Great. And there's many, many more I can go to. When did that? When does that ever happen in the NFL? Rich Passaccia. Rich Passaccia what, though? They made the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah. did it end in a Super Bowl? Did it end in an AFC championship game? Like, you're right. That worked to an extent in which it sparked them and they won. I'm talking yeah. about uh, yeah, the but, ultimate uh, Hold working. on. I got to call pause real quick. Go ahead. Because that wasn't a firing. So they didn't they didn't fire John Gruden for ineffectiveness. You stink. We don't like you. That is true. The, okay. This, Makes this, it a little this, different. This this was a a controversy that was started because somebody, probably Roger Goodell, leaked these memos <laughs> and he had to resign. Right. Right. And so Rich Basaccia was the interim, but he wasn't fired because the team was started one and four. It is different. It was, it's just very different. Now maybe Antonio Pierce example. Is more like that because they were they were bad, and then Antonio Pierce look, kind of Jason Garrett, Wade better. Phillips. There are examples of it working to an extent. I'm talking about it working to the extent where we'd be happy. Like the Jet expectations next year are going to be playoffs at minimum, but a postseason run. Yeah. Even if it's not Super Bowl, it's a postseason run. And so when I hear, "Hey, if they get off to a bad start, fire the head coach," and I'm no fan of Robert Sala, but I also know that the Jets' best chance of winning next year is running it back. As much as that annoys people, and that's not an endorsement of Robert Sala, it's an endorsement of their best chance of winning is Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback of this team. And if their best chance of winning is with Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback of this team, then their best chance of winning is doing what Aaron Rodgers prefers and not blowing it up because we've all assessed that Robert Sala is not a good head coach. Yeah, I agree with that. Why, I- why can't they have Aaron Rodgers help pick their new head coach. They listened to freaking Peyton Manning, who wasn't even on the team, help them pick a new head coach and add a doesn't, doesn't that feel basketball-y? 
Doesn't that feel yeah, NBA? But isn't keeping solid just because Rodgers loves him still NBA in general anyway? Well, no, but even the scenario you laid out, even that one, the best chance the Jets have of winning is this. What they're doing now, as much as it annoys all of us, it is what gives them the best chance to win. Yeah, and I also don't think that the players hate Robert Sala. Maybe the fans do, or they don't trust him. But I don't think the players do. No, well, I don't. I don't think we that all that's, like Sally's a good dude. I don't think that that's the case, and so I don't think they're bl- by extension. I don't think they're blaming him. But do you think every head coach that gets fired is because the players can't stand him? Um, contributes to a lot of them, <laughs> but not every one of them. No, it's usually affected. Here's, well, here's what here's what I'll say because I had to think about that for a second because I don't think it's can't stand, but I do think that there is a a disconnect. Robert Sala is not disconnected from his team. I don't feel that, right? No, I agree with that. Arthur Smith down in Atlanta, there was a disconnect, right? In Washington with Ron Rivera, there was a disconnect, right? You you heard it in the preseason with with Eric Bieniemy. Now that was probably them being a little bit soft and wussy ish, but I don't think that that was. They just weren't connected well enough to their team, so. I think it's the connection. And Robert Sala feels connected to this team. They're just not good, especially offensively. Uh, offensive line-wise, had bad injuries. Well, I mean, the you biggest, can throw the excuses out there. But, Tiki, the biggest disconnect is between Garrett Wilson and Robert Sala. <laughs> Garrett Wilson thinks this is no, the worst year I, ever. I, and Robert Sala's like, let me take a bow. No, we beat Robert, the Eagles. Robert, Garrett Wilson was saying this was his worst year ever. And I think it's honestly how he feels. Like, in his heart, he feels like this was a terrible year. This is the worst year of my life, though. Even though he had a good year. You know what I mean? He's one of the best young wide receivers in football. Period. It's factual, right? You see it with your eyes, and the, and the statistics tell you the same thing, right? He almost had a hundred catches this year. No, he did with ineptitude at quarterback. He had it for a wide receiver. If you're measuring based on receptions, and that's not the end all be all, he had the second best season in the history of the New York Jets. Right. If you told me that he was going to have a thousand yard season halfway through this year, I'd have said you're crazy. There's no chance he's getting close to 1,000 yards. And so what that does, and this is part of the story of 2023. When you think back on seasons, I said earlier, when I think back on 2023, I'm going to think of it as just a crappy season. But the other part of 2023 that's frustrating is the what could have been. Mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson had 95 catches for over 1,000 yards, and his quarterbacks were basically me. (laughs) If Aaron Rodgers, even if he was half of what we expected from Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, Garrett Wilson's putting up massive numbers. Right. He has a 1,300-yard season or a 1,400-yard season. And that means more victories. And more victories mean that on Monday, January 8th, we're not talking about the season being over for the two local teams. We're talking about the season continuing for one of the local teams. We'll get back to your jet calls in a second at 877-337-6666. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.